The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Greetings, people of the internet. My name is Big Mo, and it is my honor to welcome you to the hardest-hitting, full of ranting, most entertaining show in the world. This is the Dave Van Aken Show! What's up, guys? Dave Van Auken here. Podcast 170. It is Monday, January 23rd. And just like that. And just like that, UFC pay-per-view officially in the books, UFC 283. We're diving in hard and heavy into that. And just like that, January is almost over. It happens so much. It's the end of the year. It's the holidays. And it's kind of wild. Get uh, get back into it on a Monday and all that. We're back, guys. Uh, January's flying. A ton of content coming. March is going to be bananas. Uh, but, guys, we have Michelle Montague. She's coming back. Third time on the pod. She is the anchor of the podcast. Great interview. 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Super fun. She is a just uh, not even just a top end great fighter. Uh, just a very fun person. Talk to her off there, on air. Love, love, love talking to Michelle. She has a big fight, PFL Challenger Series, Orlando, Florida, February 3rd, uh, coming up around the corner. So we talked to her. But a ton to get into, guys, and a ton to get into. But absolute shout-outs across the board to the Fight Bananas team. Uh, an incredible weekend for Fight Bananas. We don't have to get into details. Just a great, just, nope, just remember this. Just know this. Just hear this. Great weekend, guys. Shout out to everyone. Uh, post-fight show was awesome. Blake and Jonathan, uh, they're killing it on the Fight Bananas post-fight show. Make sure you catch them. Uh, after every single event this year, um, we're hoping to a lot more of Blake and Jonathan in our future. L. Dawson took over the IG. She made her uh, matches, our matchmaking Monday, all uh, L. Dawson's brain. So uh, hopefully you guys catch that on our Instagram, Fight Bananas Official, or on Facebook. Just a great weekend, guys. Great weekend. And also a shout out to the MMA Shark. Absolutely killed UFC 283. Uh, we cashed a lot. Uh, go to the MMAShark.com right now. Go put in that promo code 2023 Bananas. 2023 Bananas. Go to the MMA Shark. Follow him on Instagram, Facebook. Guys, it's not a fake thing. He texts you his picks hours before the show, during the show. Once in a full moon, he will change a pick midstream. Uh, how how the event's going or a feeling, and we just keep cashing. Uh, I've been with him for five months, and I hope the this is just the beginning. Um, can, huge guy, huge fan, Paul MMA Shark. So shout out! All right, let's get into it, guys. Two minutes. We haven't mentioned the new UFC light uh, heavyweight champion, Sweet Dreams Jamal Hill. We haven't mentioned one of the most beloved fighters in the history of sport, Glover Teixeira. The rivalry's over at the flyweights. Congrats to Gilbert Burns, Jessica Andrade, so much more. But let me let me start here. Uh, every show has started with uh, Glover Teixeira or Jamal Hill. And, you know, I will take a left turn. 
I think a shout out goes to all those young, hungry Brazilian fighters on the prelims, the Bonfim brothers, uh, Robocop got knocked out, uh, Johnny Walker, uh, just a plethora. Um, the, you know, the, the female fight early with Nunes winning, just seeing Brazil have themselves a night. Uh, they were hungry. They went for it. They just, you could tell they had momentum and the energy and the electric, and uh, they were putting people down. Uh, absolutely. So shout out like Jessica Andrade with maybe the performance of her career. And she won a championship. And maybe that was her best performance ever. So Johnny Walker, uh, he's back. Two wins in a row. Excited to see what's next for Johnny Walker. If he fights like that, if he fights with confidence and just a little bit of, uh, you know, fight IQ, the I, I cannot wait for the 12, next 12 months for Johnny Walker. So a lot to get into. Uh, but let's go to the main event, guys. Let's go to the new UFC light heavyweight champion, Jamal Hill. So let's start there. I think this was really important. I mentioned this before the show all last week here on Fight Bananas. And um, I think it's really important that there's a new champion. I think it's really important that it's a, uh, I think Jamal Hill could be a star. I think Glover's been in the industry. Um, look at this fact. I kind of was one the way for the Glover, but just came in my head. The rankings, UFC made their rankings 2013, literally 10 years ago. Glover Deshera in those UFC light heavyweight rankings was ranked fourth when they first came out. The very first UFC light heavyweight rankings, he was fourth. <coughs> it's been 10 years. Glover Teixeira never fell outside the rankings. Never fell out due to injury, due to, um, you know, just not staying busy or active or multiple losing streaks. He always stayed in the top 10. Uh, he ended his career at two, being a challenger for the championship. But like I said, I want to get into Glover in a second, but just sweet dreams, Hill. He deserved all of it. I think he can be a huge star in the making. I think it's great for the division to move forward. Youth. I think we got three new matchups to make, right? Is it going to be Hill versus Ankalaev? We got Hill versus Jan Von Hovich. We got some rematches that can go back in the works. How about Jamal Hill versus the Lionheart Anthony Smith? That fight was going to be a main event, um, you know, in March. They can redo that. There's a lot to do with Jamal Hill. Uh, I just think it's just good. I, I really think it's just a really good to uh, create a new star. Uh, create the division, get get more live, get more, uh, you know, youth in the division. Uh, you know, of course, at the end of the year, we're going to see Yeri versus Jamal Hill. Tell me if Jamal Hill doesn't go on a little mini two, three fight uh, win streak and he fights Yeri in December, like that crowd in Vegas or put that crowd in Chicago. Come on, Jamal Hill versus Yeri, insane, bananas. So uh, yeah, just congratulations to Jamal Hill. He deserves it. He's the best 205er alive right now today. Can't wait to see what's next. So the next 10 months should be intriguing, to say the least. Um, this minute to Glover. Glover just shared retired from MMA, from mixed martial arts, from the UFC two nights ago. Uh, he said he couldn't do it. The uh, the youth, uh, he said he just, um, he's too tough for his own good. And I just, I, you know, not to get in the career and the details and who he beat and this little second res resurgency, I, I don't have to say that. I've said this to um, over and over again because I am a huge Glover guy. Glover's been on the podcast multiple times. I just think he's a good dude, um, brilliant inside the cage, brilliant as a coach. Uh, he has a great gym over there in the Northeast in Danbury, Connecticut. Just a huge Glover guy. And just as a whole, 
Uh, and you saw the, the, the it poured out Saturday night afterwards and on into Sunday for sure. I just don't know a more universally beloved fighter than Glover Teixeira. I, I don't know. There's uh, <coughs> Habib Nurmagomedov has his his lovers and, and people that will defend him to the end. But, you know, there's also people that, you know, hey, he was uh, he got too much weight and, you know, he handpicked those last couple opponents and he got out before Oliver got in there. And then, you know, didn't like how he yeah, people think he lost his second UFC fight. Right. So I'm just saying there's just not a. Um, a fighter that's more just universally beloved than Glover Teixeira. And I'm just so happy for him that, one, he did win the championship. That moment will go on forever. That The title will be in his gym, will be in his home forever in Danbury, Connecticut. I'm just so happy that Glover got to the, the, the top of the mountain, had one of the greatest fights in the history of the division. One is Gus versus Jones. I, I think two is Yuri Prohazic versus Glover Teixeira. I think it's the second greatest UFC light heavyweight fight in its in its uh, existence. And I'm just um, I'm excited to see kind of what's next for him too because I know he is so uh, proud, right? I think that's all right. Or proud of uh, Alex Pereira. I, I he I think he loves him. I think he loves uh, coaching. I think he sees a lot of him in uh, in um, Alex. Alex, when he was a lot younger, and he's the middleweight champion of the world, and I think he does have to fight Izzy, and I think that he does need to fight Robert Whitaker. But come on, guys, we all saw the memes. We all saw uh, Alex look at Jamal Hill a certain way. I am just going to say, I the spring of twenty twenty four, Alex Pierre will fight for the UFC light heavyweight championship. Um, then or before he might even fight. It might be that is the end of the year, right? What guys, what if something happens with Yuri uh, trying to come back? They want to make a big fight. How about Jamal Hill versus Alex Piera for the UFC light heavyweight championship? So uh, just very proud of Glover Teixeira ended it, um, you know, in Brazil in the main event of the first pay-per-view of the year. Very fitting. Um, all right, UFC Flyweight Championship. Guys, we're going to Michelle uh, Montague in around five more minutes, five more minutes of this prelude. It's over. The rivalry's finally over. Brandon Morano uh, versus Davison Figueredo. It was one of those fights I did not pick. I, I, I didn't foresee a winner. I, I just couldn't really dissect it the way I wanted to. The only fight on the main card I did not bet on, didn't feel it. And, hey, Brandon won the fight. He won the rivalry. He is universally, the to me, right? You ready for this one? He is the second greatest flyweight fighter in the history of mixed martial arts. Brandon Morano is the second greatest flyweight fighter in the history of the sport. I said it. He won the the probably the one of the biggest robberies in the in the UFC's history. Davison Figueroa was a monster. People thought he could not get beat in that division until Brandon came around. Um, we don't have to say what's next for him. You saw it. We talked about it. Um, Pantoja was over there, uh, and he definitely got in Brandon's face to say, when are we fighting? And I think that fight's going to happen sooner than what we even think. March can uh, you know, March, how about April in Vegas, first week of April? How about Piero uh, Izzy, two? And how about uh, Murano Pantoja, three? So how about that? I'm throwing that out there right now. April, 
I think we're going to see the UFC flyweight championship defended again. But Brandon Moreno deserves all the credit, deserves all the love. He is the second greatest flyweight fighter in the history of the sport. All right, we're going to close off with this. I got two more minutes till Michelle comes on. Gilbert Burns, guys. Oh, when are we going to give this man his flowers? Gilbert Burns, one of the top fighters in the welterweight division. It's so crazy that he fought at lightweight. He fought at 155 and maybe his most, um, you know, I know he fought Usman for the championship and knocked him down, but probably the fight that will kind of stick with him to, 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 to the grave is his fight of the year candidate against Hazmat Chemaev, who, guys, if we see him, he's not a welterweight anymore. He's a middleweight. So we had a lightweight, felt a, a fight, a middleweight, to one of the great fights in the history of the sport. So just, he's an absolute dog. Um, I heard a lot in the last two days of Bilal Muhammad or Colby Covington. I don't think it is. I think we are going to see April or May. May, It might be a pay-per-view main event. I think we're going to see Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. That's my call. That's my pick. Oh, Dawson has Burns versus Bilal. She might be right, too. You know, a lot of rumors, Bilal. Uh, versus Colby, or is it going to be Colby versus Burns? You know, where's Chemayev? Is Chemayev going to fight uh, Colby in the welterweight division if he stays down? But my call, my prediction, Burns, Masvidal, pay-per-view main event. Book it. All right, guys. We're going to Michelle Montague, PFL Challenger Series, um, February 3rd in Orlando, Florida. Let's go. We are back. We're live. The red light is on with my dear friend, Michelle, the wild one, Montague. How are you, Michelle? I'm good. Thanks there, Dave. Yep. Happy to be nearing the end of camp and excited to go. I know. It's coming quick. The PFL is back. Like the PFL is back. Major waves are happening. Um, Yeah. Let's talk about that. How does it feel to be literally in the heart of your camp, probably on the back uh, nine stretch of it? Yeah. You know, only this is the last, like, um, you know, heavy week, and then it's taper off next week, and then we've got fight week. So, um, yeah, it really is the end of it, you know. Yeah. Uh, your first two pro fights were both at lightweight, right? No, first one was lightweight. Second one was one forty-five. Oh, Icon was one forty-five. Yeah. There we go. I, I was there live. I probably well, should know yeah, that. Yeah, I was skinny. <laughs> was. <laughs> um. So, you know, we, you, you talked – the last time we did talk, you definitely mentioned featherweight, and that was definitely maybe – I from afar, that's the direction you're probably going. How pumped were you when the PFO was like, yes, we are doing featherweights, um, and you're definitely a big part of it? Um, yeah, I was pretty stoked to hear that for me. Um, I'm one of the – I would say one of the smaller ones at 55, but, like, all the girls there pretty much can wait 145, you know what I mean? So, right. um, so I think it's probably better for – for it's it's 50 right the one that can fight at both weights can perform at both weights um but i know for some of us ones that aren't like super tall like 145 is definitely a better weight for us to not be um so small in comparison to the opponents right it's funny you mentioned tall because i was looking into your opponent kind of looking to the, all the girls i talked to a couple that's on the show i know a couple you know uh mm-hmm. one definitely in the same uh, gym as you but well, well, I got that question coming up, but your opponent, uh, they made a big thing about how tall she is. She, they said she's the tallest uh, featherweight in the PFL, all of that nature. Yeah. Um, you know, is that just something new kind of, you're, are you looking forward to that, uh, you know, challenge, uh, figuratively? Um, so you know, um, how do you feel to fight a tall girl like that? 
I mean, yeah, she's wicked tall, like 5'11 or something like that there. Um, but I've trained with a lot of tall girls and I've actually, probably half the girls I've fought have been um, my height or tall. Definitely when I'm doing the amateur, you know, circuit at, at lightweight, most of the girls were taller. There was maybe a couple of little nuggets, but the rest of them were pretty tall, you know what I mean? So yeah. I was usually the shorter one. I actually pref- I find it easier to fight taller opponents um, for, yeah, for reasons. So, yeah, it's, I find them a lot. I find it easier to fight taller opponents, honestly. Um, okay. And uh, and so for me, like, I'm happy. I'm happy that she's tall. I mean, obviously, she's going to be big and strong, and that's something that I'll be uh, dealing with, but I'm pretty happy to to be put in there with her. You know, it's going to be fun for both of us. For sure. Um, all right, I'm going to throw a lot at you here. Uh, you already fought in Universal Studios at PFL last year in the Challenger Series, so you're doing that again. How does it feel to do that? How does it feel to have another teammate go with you? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just seems like uh, from afar, like the gym, it seems like American top team at PFL has a great relationship. I know that's a lot. How does it feel to go back to Orlando and kind of be like a captain of the team a little bit? You already did this. I know Evelyn's her own person, but just a lot of that, uh, you know, going now down there to Orlando to take over. Well, we actually have true captain come with us. She's in my corner, Kayla. So she'll yes, be up there. Yes. So that's yep. good to have. Um, it, going into it, knowing that I uh, went up there and did the whole same, you know, run through uh, like, you know, 10 months ago. That's good to know because it's always, it's always, uh, a little bit of extra weight off your shoulders if you know exactly what your um, fight week process is in regards to, I mean, it's the same as any other fight week for yourself, but in terms of like the parameters of what you've got to do, who you're working with, um, right. what's required of you and things like that. So that's awesome to know. Um, I'm, I'm someone that loves fight week and all the bits and pieces that we get to do. Like it's pretty unique and, you know, you're, it's like the easiest training week of your whole fight camp because, right. you know, the right. training's done. You're just losing right. a little bit of extra, like, weight and that's it. So it's a pretty fun week, you know what I mean? And then you get to fight day and and uh, it's a mixture of fun and old fuck. <laughs> so, and then having, obviously, uh, one of my teammates, Evelyn, fighting in there as well, you know, wrapped for her. I know she had a couple of fights fall through this year, last year, that she was, like, proper ready to go. And um, that sucks, you know so for her to get in there finally get a fight and knowing even if it fell through there's a backup fighter waiting to go so um so i'm I'm excited for her to finally showcase what she's got as well for sure um all right i'm gonna uh you know they always say you shouldn't be super nice to uh, who you're talking to but i feel like we've talked enough i feel like we are very friendly it's funny i think we've i've been at yeah, both of your fights live. Uh, <laughs> Atlanta with Kayla's fighting. It's weird that we're I've been have together last time after the fights. You know, like we got we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that being said, how uh, like my where where I want to get to is Kayla is definitely the face of even the whole promotion, but definitely for female lightweights in the PFL. So they're now they're doing featherweights, and you know you're the vet there. You have fought for them before. You fought for Icon. Uh, kind of being friends with Kayla and just who you are and your personality. Does, would it mean, like, how much would it mean to you? To, have you thought about this at all? Do you care at all that hopefully the PFL makes you the face of the featherweight division? And would you love that the team behind you and them taking care of you and all of that nature kind of being the Kayla Harrison of 145? Um. First of all, I'm not the Kayla Harrison of anything. I'm the Michelle Montague. Of That's very true. Very true. Very true. <laughs> just get that out there. Um, <laughs> but you, well, it's interesting. I mean, 
everybody loves to be, you know, like air quote taken care of in, in the sense, you know, you're not being left out of things, like you're going to get fights and all that there. That can happen with or without being, you know, the the face or whatever. So I think that's not really something that is um, on my radar. I think what I want to do is be able to impact the most people as possible. Okay. And I think I've got a pretty like happy-go-lucky spirit most of the time and yes. and um, to be able to, to make people laugh and like enjoy the sport and and want to watch it, you know, and want to watch the PFL, especially women's, like the heavier weight groups. Like if I can influence that the best way possible and if that means, um, you know, doing more things for them at a face at face value, then, you know, absolutely would be cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not something that I, I think would make or break me for sure. It's it's actually having these fights regularly throughout the year and then whatever positive influence I can have on them and, and supporters and that there, like I'll just be absolutely wrapped with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a birdie told me, and if they told you, and if they told you not to say anything, please don't say anything. But a birdie did tell me that the featherweights uh, for the female side will have a season, like we'll have a tournament and we'll have a million dollar champion during this uh, season, just like any other weight class. Even if it's a new weight class, they they are still going forward with it. Yeah. Um, like I said, are, are you allowed to say that? Oh, I didn't know that was a secret. I just assumed that's what okay. they're doing. They're dropping fifty five and bringing forty five, and most of the girls will cut down the weight, and uh, right. that'll be that. I mean, I just assume so. Otherwise, what's the point in a challenger series? Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So I, I I wasn't sure if that was allowed. What my point is so. How pumped are you? Yeah, I know you you want to fight and fight, fight. I would assume everything goes well and will go well on the 3rd of February. Boom, you want in that tournament and you want to fight three, four times and you want to become a millionaire. Don Tootin. Okay. Yep. That's, so that, the that's the game plan. That's that's absolutely the game plan. Bear in mind, it's the game plan of about 20 other girls, but yeah, that's the game plan. <laughs> <laughs> right. So 19 broken hearts and one super happy yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. You, know? you got it. Um. <laughs> Crazy, crazy. Oh, okay. One thing I did want to mention was uh, I love uh, your social media is great, but I love your shirts and your hoodies from Millions. I would love for you to talk about it and show the link and we'll kind of put that at the bottom there. Where can yeah. people wear your shirts and where's the idea? Like, I think they're very, very cool shirts and, and good designs. Yeah. So the the Millions.co thing for athletes is, is, that's unreal, mate. Like you put, you don't have to put anything into it other than a little bit of an email or design. And their team comes up with it all. They share it. They do the designs until you're 100% happy with it. They take a small percentage of it and um, the rest is for you, but you don't have to put anything in except for a little bit of your time. So, I mean, coming from like amateur sport in New Zealand where I've been the person like dragging, uh, like copy pasting logos to a blank <laughs> word thing and then taking it to the screen printers and, and they've like, have done it and I've forked out for it, you know, like God, and then advertising for it was these guys do the whole, the whole shit right. like themselves. So, um, so those designs on there, a couple of them they've done and a couple of them, like the Ian Monty one and that there, uh, like I've ever seen around with other fighters and that there and like adjusted it or just thought that would look cool for something that I want to do. Um, and yeah, so you, everything that they sell on there per athlete, like, um, goes towards supporting us. So um, it's a it's a really awesome setup that they've got going on there. And um, I think that my designs are quite nice. <laughs> I think so. not, those hoodies, those hoodies are I nice. I actually haven't seen your name pop through buying one though. So I'm just going to call you out on that. I'm okay. like. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, can, can we pause this interview? I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do it right now. You know, it's uh... a. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the curtain back. All right. You're going to see it very soon. You're going to see it. Um, two last things for you, Michelle. Uh, one is 
so far this year, PFL's made major news. One, it was Jake Paul right off the bat signing him and whatever he's going to do for the company. Also, of course, last week with Francis Nagano leaving the UFC, there's been a lot of rumors where he's going to go. Of course, a lot of prominent rumors of him right to the PFL. Would just love your take. Those are two big names of the industry. Do you care? Does that like does that kind of boost you up if these people come here and kind of put more eyes on the uh, organization? What's your thoughts first on Jake Paul, then Francis Nagano? Uh, on Jake Paul, I mean, dude, anywhere, anything that brings in eyes like that, and he is a, you know, pretty positive uh, person, and he, he does get his hands dirty in with the with the with the sport and that there. Uh, and if I think the thing is, if he actually has an MMA fight, then all the the haters and that will be like, oh fuck, he actually had an MMA fight. Props right. to him. So I think so long as he actually does have one of these uh, super fights, although I don't know how that works if you're a part owner and you have a fight like. I guess the commission is its own judges, but that's great, but weird. But still, I think it's a it's a really positive move. And having those eyes on the sport, uh, you know, I can imagine how wicked those super fight nights are going to be if you've got the likes of, you know, Jake Paul and Kayla in there. I'm just like, fuck, like, it's going to be wicked to watch. Right. And then in terms of uh, Francis, like, dude, who knows where he's going to go? I mean, I'm glad he did what he had spoken about, wanting to stick true to himself and not just talk about it and then go back there, like, based off what he said. Um, okay. but I think every every organization and their dog has been saying, Oh, he's talking to us, he's talking to us, he's talking to us. So, right. wherever he goes, a lot of eyes will go anyway. And, like, whether I whether he has that boxing fight with Fury or you know, keeps fighting MMA, who knows? That's very interesting that you said that. And I, I didn't want to interrupt you, and I'm sorry if you saw me kind of jump up. Like, you were like, I don't want to words him up, but you were like, You were happy that Francis stuck to him, whatever he wanted. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it wasn't. It, from afar, it doesn't seem like a money thing because if Francis were to say, hey, they offered me this or that, it wasn't that. Yeah. It was just about, you know, stuff that he wanted, uh, respect, yeah, yeah, yeah. communication and healthcare and, and stuff of yeah. that nature. So, yeah, like you said, sooner or later, if enough big time fighters do that, it's all going to trickle down and just be mm. better for all mixed martial artists. So that's what I get from what you say in that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely okay. right. And um, And what I really hope is that whenever he does go to do that, those boxes are ticked for him. And it was like, the, for him, he can be like, oh, thank God, it was the right decision to make, you know? Right, right. Okay. All right, last question. This is a fun one. We've been doing this a lot of Fight Bananas. I'm going to put you on the spot here. So Mount Rushmore is four people. It's all those presidents with the heads on it. And we've been asking, you know, fighters who are their best ever. So we're going to twink it a little bit with you being a featherweight and you being on the female side. To you, Michelle, who are the four greatest female fighters in the history of mixed martial arts? All righty. Well. On the I'm spot. Gonna... Putting you on the spot. I know. Fuck me. No I'm texting go... you beforehand. Nothing. Oh, I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> I'm going to go Shevchenko. Okay. Kayla, Nunez, and hmm. My heart's like pounding. Uh, who would the fourth one be? Those are all great. Um, those are definitely three of the top. Other mm -hmm. ones, you know, maybe a Rose Namajunas, uh, maybe a rival of uh, you, your best friend Cyborg can be put up there. Um, yeah, I like to go with the. Your, I can't say what I was going to say. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Lisa Torres, uh, Jung Wei Lee. I Carlos think yeah, Charles. I think possibly could be could you maybe Joanna or Wei Lee. Oh yeah, Joanna, yeah. Yeah, I might have to go 
One Wei Ling did two. beat her. A. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'm looking at like the whole track right. record. I agree, I agree. Way. I agree. So you think so, Ioana? Go Ioana. Like, she was early. Like, uh, as many people say Ronda Rousey, and she was, and she was a trailblazer for sure. Like, you you know, Yuana was right behind her and kind of inside the octagon. Yuana's skills were, like, insane. Like she I know. I'm thinking about people, like, their track record and, and their all around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, of course, Ronda's, like, what she did and all that there. Um, but, like, I just think these four girls all around, like, um, kind of, like, you know, that's why I would put them ahead of her. Okay, I agree. Well, that's a great list. All right, we'll make some more work. Uh, the wild one she fights on February 3rd, Orlando, Florida. It's on FUBU TV, the PFL Challenger Series. Uh, second time through. Uh, wish you nothing but the best skill. And uh, I can't even say, I, I know you're going to hate that. I, you know, I told you already, I won't be there live. My first time oh. not seeing that. I know, I know. I got a commentary gig that night, but, uh, hey, you know, can, we'll no, FaceTime. It's, it's good to know what matters to you. <laughs> I'm here with you right now. That's all I'm saying. But <laughs> Michelle, you're the best. I appreciate you. And we'll talk soon, yeah, all right? Everybody. I'll uh, see you later. later.